right, check it out, people. This is episode 67, Jason DeBeers, The Option Podcast. I have Bradley Proceda, and the episode starts right now. Okay, had to get that part of our lives over. We were fucking rolling, my dude. What's up, people? This is episode 67. This is the Option Podcast, and with me today, I have stand-up comedian, also the founder and the innovator of the Man Horror Podcast, Billy Prasita. What's good, man? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. I usually start the beginning with a song, you know, like, gotta give the people what they want, and then last few episodes, I was doing Step Into a World by, like, KRS-One, you know, Step Into a World, and then, yes, yes, y'all. Beautiful voice. But what the fuck? Yeah, I'm a karaoke king, dude. (laughs) So, before we got on the podcast, we were talking about how we wish, like, Joe Rogan would push back a little bit, like, um, um... I don't know. I guess because of his, do po- you think because of his popularity that he's um he's become a little bit more PC, or or, or where where were we going I mean, with that? I would never accuse Joe Rogan of you know thinking before he spoke. I would never no. ever accuse him of that. Or even being uh, PC. Yeah, I just it's just look at some point at some point is the, does the guy have some kind of responsibility with that big of a platform? Does he have to do anything? settle down libertarian i'm not saying he has to do anything i'm just saying i think there are things that are morally better to do than others right do we have to i don't know grant equal rights to people no we don't have to but like no. it would be a good thing to do yeah but, you know I, I just wish the guy would uh would push back against the craziness not even push back just ask questions just ask more huh how'd you hear about that Oh, stud, no data, just a, a story from your uncle. Okay, hey, you know, I'm not going to tell you right or wrong. Yeah. I just want the audience to hear that there's no nothing backing this up. Yeah, that's all. That's but, cool. Yeah, for me, I think he covered his ass two ways. One, a few months ago, he was talking about I probably vote for Bernie Sanders because, like, um, and you'll appreciate this. Like, but that you, doesn't cover his ass. Like, I think no, he but, sincerely no, but check it out. That. Check it out. Hold on a second. He said, if you dig really deep into someone's past, y- it, it's easy to find something, one thing, use it as a straw person argument and like identify them as a collective whole and throw out all the good shit and just whatever. And he says, but that being said, you're not going to find too much shit about Bernie. And then two days later, CNN says Joe Rogan's endorsing Bernie Sanders. He didn't fucking do that. So like two episodes later, he's like, guys, I'm a fucking moron. He admitted it. He says, don't don't come to look, don't come to me for political advice. But like you said, I think because he has such a platform, whether he likes it or not, it's fallen on his lap. You know? Yeah, people people for some reason care what celebrities seem to think about politics. They shouldn't. They should listen to other people. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, during the two thousands, uh, you know, more millennials got their news from the Daily Show than actual verified news outlets and there and that the that the Daily Show actually just did a better job of portraying news than mainstream media outlets. But then there's also this problem where mainstream media outlets <clears throat> are given these really crappy headlines. Can I swear on this? Just, Fuck, come on. Fuck out of here. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a YouTube guy. I don't know the rules. Yeah. <clears throat> there, you know, a lot of mainstream media outlets put out really crappy headlines, but the articles are sound. The problem is we're a nation of fucking idiots. We don't read. So, you know, like I used to work at, um, uh, at a, a celebrity gossip magazine. I, I used to work at In Touch Weekly, Life and Style. I was a fact checker. For years, I was literally a fact checker. Okay. Wow. And, we, my job is to like kind of branch between legal 
and editorial, right? And in between, I'm making sure editorial is correct. And I'm talking to legal about making sure we don't get sued. Okay. And, um, you know, these the, the way legal approves a lot of the stuff that they'll put into papers, these batshit crazy headlines is, well, if they read the article, it clarifies everything. But we don't read articles. And so, and we have to have those batshit crazy headlines because those outlets are primarily relying on clicks and, and click-based advertising now. And they only rely on that because we don't pay for news. We don't really pay for shit, you know? Uh, and, and so that's a little bit on us. Like if we're not willing to pay good media outlets to do good news reporting, then we are getting what we pay for, you know? Like, I mean, like literally there was more fact-checking done to report on Justin Bieber uh, in In Touch Weekly than, it, than is done in like any of the president's speeches. It's insane. It broke my brain. I had to quit because I was like, yeah. I can't care about Kim Kardashian's bra size or making sure we got this person's birthday correct in a celebrity shit paper. If the president can just lie on screen, I can't, I can't care. I, one time I got into a fight about like a hyphen. I got into a fight with <laughs> Emmett <laughs> Swear to God. Uh, I, anyone here know, uh, you're familiar with uh, Kelly Cuoco, the Big Bang Theory actress, yep. right? So she got married when I was working at In Touch Weekly. Mm -hmm. So she officially changed her name, both on her social media and like legally to Kelly Cuoco Sweeting. Yep. And we, you know, I got a page one time that just said Kelly Cuoco. And I had to have an argument with copy that it was like, no, it has to be Kelly Cuoco Sweeting. That's what she wants to be called. And like, anyone have a gun? I'd like to put a gun in my mouth because I can't believe I'm fighting over a hyphen. This is insane because that guy just goes out there and says the election was rigged. And I'm like, I'm, I'm fighting over a hyphen. No one's fighting him on that. So I just quit that job because I was like, I can't, I can't. Anymore. That was an instance. <laughs> um, before I, we get into that, dude, <laughs> I, I call Agent Orange. I really <laughs> thought on an, on the side note, you mentioned like Daily Show and this and that. Yeah. I think some of Stephen Colbert's best work was done on that more so than, like he's got his own night show i don't even fucking, dude i don't even fucking watch that i don't even yeah, fucking but, I mean, watch also, it I, but like no one does i mean yeah. you know people most of the people who are watching any of the late night shows that are you know they're flyover country they, they these are people who still have a cable box um and then the rest of the people just watch clips on youtube afterwards so <laughs> i mean again changing landscape changing digital media landscape uh the, the end of civilization Joe Rogan is the head of the end of civilization. And, but you know, whatever, yeah. uh, people who like to wear fitted Yankee caps do enjoy watching Joe Rogan. So what am I yeah. going to do? Yeah, uh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. But like, and again, I yeah. don't want Joe to just like yell at his guests. I nah. just want to ask a few more curiosity questions. So that an audience, if they choose to believe that a scientific fact is coming from someone's weird uncle, mm -hmm. I just want them to know that it's only coming from a weird uncle. That's yeah. all. And then if they oh, still yeah, believe not... it, uh, they weren't going to believe facts anyway because they're fucking morons. The smart ones will go, ah, oh, maybe I should take that one with a grain of salt. I, I mean, for, I hate people. I mean, for <laughs> me, it's not about what you do. It's it's what you do when you realize that something's fucked up. And I'd sound like the biggest Joe defender, but, but for me, I'm going to just tell you the fucking truth. I think he's done a better job of repairing that because of the embarrassment he suffered by listening to um, who's the fucking jujitsu guy he has on the show all the time? Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo is the biggest conspiracy. Uh, the I looks down more fucking rabbit holes than a, than I don't know what that long mm. than an ostrich. Okay, talking about 9/11, talking about this, and of course Alex Jones. He, you know he kind of grew up with. He came up with. 
And those are the people he weren't vetting. So like the last few episodes, he had Alex Jones on a four hour show. Okay, I think like, Mm. probably like 40 million views. He's like, look, from now on, everything you say, I got Jamie in the back. (laughs) He's he's vetting, you know, he's gonna vet all your sources. So I'm thinking, he's probably gonna fail at it because because of the guests and because some people um, double down, but you gotta, I gotta appreciate the, at least the attempt to self-correct. You know, and that like ignorance. Look, we might agree with this. Ignorance, mm. I could tolerate because some people don't fucking know any better. You got to educate them, and then they see it, whatever. Stupidity is protected mm-hmm. ignorance, and that you want to talk about putting a gun in your mouth? Nah, suicide is out, my brother. Okay, homicide, a much more therapeutic way of self-expression. I want to shoot that motherfucker. Okay. I mean, look, like I said, when you find yourself in in a cubicle arguing over the punctuation of some. B-list celebrity's last name because, like, you're being paid to give a shit. You might also consider alternative exit death, strategies. Death like, by you know, hyphen. You do you, boo-boo. Death by hyphen. Because, you know, again, here's what's crazy. I know this isn't why you booked me. I, I swear, people, there's uh, more interesting things with me to talk no, about. But it's like, it off. wasn't that I had to point out that there was a hyphen. It, it was that I met resistance at having the hyphen. And then we both, who probably don't give a shit, had to pretend to care about that. And then I was like, the world's dumb. Uh, and, wor- and now the- 2020 has confirmed that. <laughs> well, uh, the world's dumb. And you, you touched on a, something, something very important about uh, fact-checking uh, politicians and this and that. The reason why it's become so intense is because people have identified themselves by who they vote for. You know, so if... Let's say I voted for Obama, right? And Obama's fucking droning people or whatever and without trial and, and spying on our own citizens. I Today's person, oh my God, I, what will they think of me? If he did that and I voted for him, then they must think, I think it's okay. And, th- and that's why I think like uh, as even a hyphen thing, there's so much blowback because there's so... There's so little self-accountability because there's no fucking forgiveness. There's no yeah. forgiveness. Who the hell's going to say, dude, dude, Bill, Billy, who's going to say I'm sorry if, if you already know the penalty's death, all right? If so, someone's going to get shot over that hyphen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a mm-hmm. rationalization, right? If God asked, did you eat that fucking fruit from the tree? I'm going to say the woman gave it to me instead of saying, you know what, God, I'm good. You know, you got me. It looked it look juicy. I, I just wanted by to the way, I think fucking this is, I think this is the longest I've ever been on someone else's podcast without, without talking, talking about, about sex. It's quite refreshing. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is, yeah. is this what it's like to not talk about dick stuff all the time? Ah, mm. uh, I'm yes. jealous. And balls and stuff like that. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't think, I, I, well, to me, the reason why I have you on the podcast, because I think they're all connected. I think sex and just the mentality and, and volleyball and, very connected and volleyball I agree. Yeah. you ever seen yeah. a fucking naked co-ed tournament that is that is the, the oh but i, I have I, I, like oh. that's the thing it's like i have and i know exactly how hot it is <laughs> <laughs> all right if you're trying to tell me to get to the point all right i'll ask no 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 i was just taking a moment to appreciate yeah. talking about something other than you know gangbangs right like it's it's just it's nice uh, it's a nice change of and pace. And I listen to that I'm happy. I am, yeah, I'm happy to talk mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, how the, mm-hmm. the, the crumbling civilization. But also, no one should, like, for example, no one should listen to you or me or Joe Rogan about masks. Like, our opinions should not matter. It, there's one classification of people whose opinions on masks should matter, right? It's like, it's like I, I, it baffles my mind there are people, whatever, pick your conspiracy theory, still want to be an expert and also not be an expert. So like they don't want, 
You're going to take me yeah, serious? See, You're going to take me fucking yeah, seriously? No, I think you're, I oh, think man. You're, you're fine. I'm just talking about in general. Like, I, I just, 2020, more than any other year, has shown me that people are fucking retarded. Yeah. It's so it's so bad. Because, you know, you know, like, for example, my dad uh, used to play down COVID-19 a bit. I would say, you should listen to scientists about science. And he's like, man, 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 the flu, man, man. And I go like, okay, can I make decisions about how you run your real estate investment fund? Mm -hmm. I have no experience and I have like no expertise in this. You have 30 plus years expertise in this, but like, I'm just going to say, I think I know better than you in lieu of your expertise. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? That's my money. That's, that's the fund's money. No, I make the decisions. I'm the smart one on real estate. I'll be like, no, 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 no. You Mm -hmm. have told me, shown me through your actions. You do not care about, uh, you only care about being right. Not about, you know, um, expertise and Pro- protected ignorance and, and data and so, right so mm-hmm. it, it, i i hate no one can be ignorant it, it's just i don't know people it, it, the whole you know you can have your own opinion you can't have your own facts it's just starting to break me to see people like <laughs> it's, again especially as someone who like i i read i watch news i watch other news sources i'm trained in, in, from my degree like i'm trained on how to read the media we don't teach uh, uh, media literacy in our high schools, which I really think needs to be implemented Shoot, nationwide. Dude. If you tell me two things we need to teach in high schools, comprehensive sex ed and media uh-huh. literacy, because it's okay to watch Fox News if you know how to spot bullshit, yeah. not because your gut told you something was bullshit, but because you know how people manipulate the news. You know that like you can make um, a YouTube video look official if you put a Chiron in the, in the lower sixth, right? All these little tricks. These are things I learned, but not everybody else spends 200 grand to learn these things. So we need to be teaching that everywhere so people can watch different media and take it with a grain of salt. I watch MSNBC. Now, Rachel Maddow, she's doing real investigative reporting. Okay. But like really a lot of the most of primetime cable news is punditry. So if you're only going to get your news from punditry, you need to be able to sort where it's someone's opinion and what the fact is in the opinion but if you watch like the daytime news if you read actual articles oh then it's fine if you only watch primetime cable news because now you have this like set of facts to contextualize what you watch so i can watch fox news and i can tell you what actually happened in a day because i know what all the bullshit that they you know package around it is but but again people don't know these things Um, are people watching still i'm so sorry, I feel like I should. No, come on. No, actually, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't actually do the live bit yet. I think I'm gonna just. I'm gonna let this roll. I'll put this on live. This. This is. Um, describes what you said best. I got this fucking name. (laughs) Right. Exactly. See that? And and also. And, and, but that's but even the the first one. Stop getting your everybody, not you, Jason, but everybody. Stop getting your news from a meme. I don't care if you're liberal or conservative. It's just like memes are not news uh but nope. even the first part the top part says we used to watch news to find out what happened how to feel about it but even before then like my at least my parents i don't know how old you are but it's like my parents watched the news as a kid and it was like they just told you what happened okay yeah. it wasn't it the wasn't a- ap style yeah punditry. ap style. you should be able to watch the news mm-hmm. and then know what happened and then use your brain to find out what you think about it but now cable news especially has decided like their job is to also include opinions that you can just copy and paste into your Facebook feed. No because doubt. we are fucking morons as a country. Yeah. We don't want to think. We don't want to read. We just want to eat potato chips and play Nintendo DS. And it, like I said, it just makes me hate people. No, no now. doubt. Um, to me, well, I'm to comfortable me, my just last, staying in my basement. My, but for me, my <laughs> last bastion of hope 
for like the news. I just go to the AP, the Associated Press. There isn't an yeah. outlet as as bo- as fucking boring and as mm-hmm. one dimensional, but at the same time, you're not you you don't you don't leave the AP news scared to fucking death. They just tell you what happened. They have a quote. Exactly. And then it's like two paragraphs and that's it. You know, and I, I mean, I like Rachel Maddow. I think she's she's extremely educated. I got like my favorite on every channel. I like Chris, sure. Cuomo, Chris Cuomo because he's a fucking emotional dude. I can't stand mm-hmm. Don Lemon because he's the biggest take it, dish it, but not take it, dude. He, he's always, you know, you say something about him. Who, me? Oh, you know, it's all personal, but you, but you know, you, you, you could dish it. I don't like people like that. Cuomo could dish and yeah. take it. I like people that could dish it and take it. Uh, Carlson, yeah. Carlson's a fucking nut, but and and I don't go to him for my news. I'm so I'm yeah. I'm gonna cite that. I'm gonna cite that as a pretext before I go any further. <laughs> it's like click. Where'd you go? <laughs> no, but you were listen. You were talking about science. I think if science took more time to take the time to educate people instead of being dismissive, saying, "Oh, you don't know." I'll give you an example, like this vaccine. But 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 you can explain how an mRNA vaccine works, and but they have to be well like read it. Right. It's they not like be. you're still going to understand. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll have seen someone show the work. Like, I show you a complex calculus proof. You know, you'll be like, oh, I see how you got to x equals three. But mm-hmm. like, it you don't understand it anyway. So how about we just trust when it's when it's coming from you, mm-hmm. then like you should show your work, right? Because right. you do you don't get the benefit of the doubt of being right. You're not a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Neither am I. Also, if I'd known this was a video uh, video thing, I would have probably tried to look less like a crazy and in for sure now we're the guy. fucking jets. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like if Doctor My Fauci boy's is lost talking this about week, so. science, right? Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are doing great. But like if Dr. Fauci talks about science, mm-hmm. we believe that because scientists talking about science. If Dr. Fauci is trying to give me an opinion on who to play in my fantasy football league, he needs to show his work a bit yes. and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, you know, you t- you give me a hot fantasy pick for the Bills. I'll trust you. Bill's guy, he knows what he's talking about. You tell me like how the vaccine works. I'll be like, tell me how it works. But that's the thing. Everyone like says like they, these common sense university graduates, right? Mm-hmm. They go, what? Mass? They work some. Oh, here's one. Please, go ahead. What, you can't you can't get coronavirus after 10 p.m.? Huh? It's like, no, fucker. But like, you know, if we we can explain how stuff works, but they're still not going to understand it. So why are we going to waste the time to explain? Like, just listen to a scientist when it's talking about science, you know, like, it's just it really is that simple. Because it's not your not your doctor friend, by the way, Uh who like he's a you know, he's an orthopedic surgeon. That guy's not a, a, a public health expert. No. Right. It's like. Just listen to the public health expert. I don't understand. If you're not going to listen to me when I come and tell you how to do your job, then then don't stop trying to say that you don't believe the scientists. I just yeah, don't want to We don't want our country. personal injury lawyer defending us if we murdered someone. I get that too. Exactly. But, uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> fucking perfect. And that's even. And I feel like that's something more of Joe you know. Rogan's listeners could relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be like, I don't get this science comparison. Oh, you mean like when I murder a guy, I shouldn't get the Salino and Barnes? Mm, good point. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Happens to me a lot. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, dummies in America come in levels. I worked in a cardiology practice for 17 years. This, is, this supported my um, theater career. I was a theater performer, Mary Mount Manhattan, my BFA. And I was a longtime volleyball coach, still coaching right now, 20 years, 30 years as a player. So, but now I'm in California, I'm doing it full time, whole other story. But what I know about flu shots is that the best flu shot for strands, the best effective rate was 60%. 
the best ever in the history of uh, flu injections. And when they tell you this has a 94% effective rate, um, I'm the dummy that's willing to listen instead of just them just saying, oh, you don't know any better, right? I'll give you an, an even dumber example, all right? If someone gets shot in the head and they live, I want to know how because in my experience, when people get shot in the head, they fucking die, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So so uh, instead of the, uh, the forensic person saying, are you a forensic guy? No, then shut the fuck up, okay? No, I mean, there's, so there are levels of dummies. There's, there's some dummies that, that <clears throat> already right, had their mind made up forensic. before they asked the question. Right. There's but when, some pe- when that mm-hmm. when you're bugging the forensics guy and you're trying, you're going up to him at the crime scene, being like, "Can you tell me right now, like how this happens?" Like <laughs> the guy's trying to work, right? It's like the scientists no. are trying to work right now. So let's not waste their time of having them try to dumb it down enough for the population. Mm-hmm. Just believe them. After you know, when we're done, when they got some time, we're on vacation. They're gonna write their book. Then we will get some more like showing <laughs> your work. But they've shown their work to the right people, the people that we trust to do that like that's why there's an institution we didn't trust that institution why the fuck's it there so it's like it's cool to bug the forensic guy about how the guy got shot in the head and lived but maybe not while he's still trying to keep the guy alive like let's wait for him to be done and then <laughs> bug it, right yes yep yeah <laughs> i mean I, I, it's just it's just people who you know i mean look i've been done before we can stick with the flu shot thing it's like um i used to, i i watched a lot of stand-up as a kid right mm-hmm and like a lot, big commie nerd, yeah, not too. believed a lot. So I just I grew up on Andrew Dice Clay, stand up. Yeah, yeah. I was a Carlin guy, a lot of Lewis Black. He was uh, he was getting his half hours when I was in grade school, middle school. Okay. So um, I think I know I how old you are like, now. <laughs> right, right. So I used to get a lot of like a, form my opinions as a youngster based on the stand up I watched because I was too young to learn news, so I was an idiot. So uh, Lewis Black used to have a bit about how like. He hates the flu shot because like he's like it gives you uh, symptoms of a cold, but you don't get he's like, you'll never get the flu because you always have a cold. And then I thought, oh, the flu shot's bad, but that's but the flu shot's not a bad thing. I only just got my first flu shot this year because I was not listening. I was listening to an entertainer more than a scientist for a couple decades. That's retarded. Yeah, not of course. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing, man. (laughs) Let's um. You, we were talking about comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we, I don't have a chronology here. I came in mm. thinking, let's talk about comedy. Let's talk about how you started the podcast, this and that. Let's but, do it. But when it comes to us, I think we just kind of doing whatever we want to do. And, and I think it's, it's, it's got color, so I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it right now. No, but I, right. I um, maybe we'll, fuck, maybe we'll go back to science at the end of this. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. Who, so you said you grew up watching Carlin. Um, you grew up watching, um, who else? Uh, I mean, Carlin and Chris Rock were my yeah. main guys. Like, yeah. I think I had Bigger and Blacker was my first comedy album. Yeah. And I, I think I memorized it when I was 11. Mine was Delirious, so I'm giving away mine. Delirious was great. I'm, I, I, I'm actually I 50, can't... so, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know yeah, about no, Delirious. The... Eddie Murphy did that, yeah, like, yeah, on, yeah, no, he no, did no, that on two weeks and... notice. Because uh, John Belushi OD'd. That was supposed to be his bit. He, you know, he died, Delirious. he overdosed. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, no, I know Belushi overdosed. Um, I, I didn't know that there was a correlation with uh, Belushi overdosing and, and Eddie Murphy's uh, Delirious, but it's like Delirious and Raw. But also, in high school, I used to, me and the trap team used to quote those bits all the time. Um, it used to be my favorite special, but I, you know, I can't watch it as well now. It's not even a PC thing. I, I can enjoy plenty of older comedy, but um, with Eddie, 
you can tell when he uh, all the all the homophobic jokes and they're not homophobic because they, they talk about gay people like they like the core construction of the jokes at the heart of the jokes are being gay is bad and every time you watch him do any of those jokes about gay people like you can you can tell he's uncomfortable with gay people as opposed to like a lot of other comics in the 80s like they might joke on homosexuals but they're just fucking around but like you could tell eddie actually like i mean he had one one of his jokes was just that he, he's like i keep walking across the stage just because i don't know where the faggot folks. section is <laughs> yeah yeah that was it's it just like uh right and, and 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 that's not really even like what kind of the construction of that joke is a man checking me out from a thousand feet away in the bleachers is bad so it's it's different i loved delirious there's still some solid bits. yeah but that's how, but that was the beginning bit, of it you you, yeah, what but, you were talking about that was at the beginning he was yeah, like he's like i got worse. some rules and, and he worse. used the f word a lot he used the f word he's like faggots yeah. ain't allowed to look at my ass while i'm on stage that's why i keep moving back and forth i don't know right. where the faggot section is that's that's the bit you're talking about so no no yeah i mean that's one of many i mean he begins raw with an entire thing where uh, you know it's just so for him, I couldn't because the heart of the this is the thing. People say you can't do X, Y, and Z joke. I say fuck you. You know it depends on the joke. And when you watch Delirious, when you watch Raw, I don't know what I would take from it now is like I watch it and I feel like that guy may be closeted and definitely is uncomfortable around gay dudes. Yeah. Whereas in like I hear certain jokes that wouldn't be as you know appropriate today from other comics in the '80s, and I go like, no, oh, okay, I see what that was. That was that time. There's part of the joke you can joke about anything it's just like what is the joke about who is actually the subject of a joke you know i think you see a lot of tra like a lot of trans people now get upset about jokes um say from dave Chappelle. but it's like look at the heart of the joke because like just mentioning a trans person does not mean the trans person is the butt of the joke it mm -hmm. doesn't mean it is against trans people sometimes you can have the a joke where like um ricky gervais had a great bit about caitlin jenner hitting a dude with the fucking car. Yeah. The, yes, it, there's a trans person in this joke, and we're making fun of this specific trans people. We're not making fun of trans people. We're making fun of, we all forgot that a celebrity killed a guy with her car. You know, you could say her car, yeah. his car, whatever. It's like, yo, we remember when Caitlyn, Bruce, I don't give a fuck what you call her. You know, remember when she killed a guy and we did nothing? That yeah. has nothing to do with her being trans. No. Um, but, you know, but like Marlon Wayans, he did a, a, a special called Wokish a few years back. And you can tell when he does his like tranny bit, you can tell he doesn't like trannies, right? It's so it's you have to look at what at the heart of the joke, um, which is heartbreaking because I used to love Delirious so much, man. I used to fucking yeah. love it. But then I listen, you're right. You you can't get anyone anyone that goes to the comedy store or whatever to laugh at those jokes right now. You really can't. And it's because it comes from such a real place too. It's not like Andrew Dice Clay. Like Andrew Dice Clay is a character. All right. Hickory dickory dock, all that stuff and this and that. I mean, his, I don't give a fuck, nature is Andrew Dice Clay, but everyone, everyone that watches him knows that he's portraying someone that's so fucking outlandish and so ridiculous mm -hmm. that you have to laugh. Andrew Dice Clay yeah, is like, not, he don't go home and talk to his wife and kids that way. So, I mean, so, I mean, right. so, so re-examining Eddie Murphy, um, the reason why it's, it's so unappealing is, is because he wasn't, playing his father remember Ber Ber bernie remember Ber bernard yeah. like his father talking about it's my house you don't like it you know eddie, eddie murphy you know the dog shits all over the place and, and you know it turned all hard i put my fucking drink yeah, on yeah. it you know what i mean so but not nah, you're right it's uncomfortable because it, it comes from such a real place and it's and exactly you brought you brought up a great comedic device it's like if if you're putting the mm. 
one of my favorite examples of this is actually a movie. It's called Chasing Amy, and uh, it's ben directed Affleck, by Kevin yeah. Smith. Won Glad Awards, right? Like it was a you know it was like a pro queer movie in '97, and in it there's this character Banky. Banky said says some raw shit, a lot of homophobic and misogynist shit. Like at one point he talks about how like all a lesbian needs is a good deep dicking. Now Kevin has been very clear for a lot for like 20 years saying I put those. The, those words in the idiot character's mouth to diffuse that argument. It's saying, well, we all think that's wrong because look, the idiot guy is the one who's saying it. If you put him in Ben Affleck's mouth, that might be a little bit more testy. So like Eddie, you know, you can put quote unquote bad things into a character's mouth because actually we're, we're making fun of the character. Yeah. Is that in there. Where is it? Whereas in when Eddie's saying like, I don't know where the faggot section is. It's like, well, no, Eddie's speaking as Eddie. And you say like, and again, this isn't, and you said uh, he can't go to the commie store and do that and get laughs. But it's not because of PC stuff. It's because, like, the general population no longer thinks being gay is inherently bad. So if your joke, if at the heart of your joke is being gay is bad, the audience doesn't laugh. And Jerry Seinfeld even, when that controversy about the college thing, another example, by the way, of, the, of, of, of media outlets having a shitty out-of-context headline just to get a click, because their revenue stream relies on clicks because we're cheap bastards who won't pay for it. Because um, if you had actually read a whole article, you'd know Jerry said, like, yeah, colleges are tougher to play because, like, they're a little bit more sensitive about stuff. And a good comedian will still figure out how to make that audience laugh. Yep. Just as much as the homophobic crowd in Alabama. So, so it's like, yeah, maybe people don't think gays are weird. So maybe you should do less jokes about how gays are weird. Or find a new way to say gay people are weird that is funny and not homophobic. Like, like there are ways to do it. Chris Rock, who's one of your favorite Chris comedians Rock. coming up. Um, bigger and blacker. Uh, Kill the Messenger talked about sexuality. He said, what if the person you called a faggot <laughs> is acting like a faggot? You know, and and the way that he said it, you even get even my gay friends were laughing because he wasn't talking about homosexuality he was talking about a culture where you grew up and that term femininity. that term had no just not femininity just someone that's acting like a wuss you know or like someone right which as, know, as yeah. men we view as being an effeminate man yeah so you know chris and it's something you gay people at large but that's something that age demographics got to get out of the system look i was a returning adult student uh mary mount manhattan okay they yeah. That used to be an all-girls school, and as a joke, we say it still is an all-girls school. It's like one, okay. one. It's like two guys for every ten girls, you know. So, so I'm at a table right now, and there's a lot of exotic men in in, in the lounge, right? And then my friends massaging my neck, right? And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, get off me, get off me, faggot, you know? Just because he's from, I'm from Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn. And he's from Bed Stuy, so so it's the way we talk to each other. But with the people on the table next to us, we knew we messed up when I said that word because they looked at me and it's like, uh, they got up. They said, "I'm gonna kick your ass and his ass because he's with you." Okay, and I was right, like, I'm, we I was like, and, and I just said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? They knew that I wasn't a homophobe because mm. we're all we all perform together, we all party yeah. together. <clears throat> they introduced me to fucking Tao for Christ's sakes. Okay, Tao. Sure. Tao is like. It, Tao is like the biggest, the biggest gay club, but but it's it's the and, and I heard in your podcast, it's one of the chillest fucking places in the world to be. Like the, you were talking, about, you were talking about gay and lesbian bars with um I forgot her name on your on your most recent podcast. Uh, les oh the lesbian bar project. Yeah, they are, yeah. and I'm not trying to sound like a uh, I'm classifying people in different categories, but you're not gonna find a dance club more cooler than a fucking gay a gay bar. 
yeah. <laughs> or a lesbian yeah. bar. So, so, right. so they knew and, I wasn't. Sorry, to, sorry. Hold on one second. Yeah. They knew no. I wasn't saying it in a homophobic way, but they did do me the favor of getting up and doing that instant, instant saying you need to self-correct. And I'm like, yeah, shit. All right, I'm old. I'm sorry. My bad. You know. <laughs> and so long as you can say that part at the end of it, that's how we move forward. Because you know, and and this is why I'll defend like a Bill Burr type. Um, because, you know, for example, in, uh, I'm sorry, you feel that way. That's the black and white Netflix special he did. You know, he has a bit about transgender athletes that, you know, a lot of progressives may not enjoy if they don't know how comedy is constructed. Um, in it, he's expressing was, seems to be a sincere opinion for him that, you know, trans athletes should not fight, especially MMA fighters shouldn't fight in the, um, gender they identify as. Um, he goes like, that's just a dickless dude being the shit out of a woman. And then the, the audience is laughing. But if you listen, he continues to say, I might be wrong. I might just be an old guy. And that's the part. That's the saving grace where it's like he's he knows that he's probably wrong about this. Mm -hmm. He still wants to say it. And I'm like, at that <clears> point, <throat> so long as you know mm -hmm. that you're probably wrong. Yep. That is so much better than where most people are at. But, so I don't know. Like, granted, I'm not transgender, but, so I don't speak on behalf of trans people. But, like, I'm comfortable hearing that. If Now, if he, you know, it, it, so long as, like, people are progressing, growing, and changing. I'm, I'm into uh, growing rather than pretending we're perfect. You know? Exactly. I don't delete tweets, really. I'll delete tweets if it's not funny, if it gets one like. You know, but that has more to do about, you know, but uh, listen, from a, and, and from a no, but, <laughs> but from a from a comedic comedic perspective, Jamie Foxx said you gotta let comedians work. You gotta find out what works yeah. and what doesn't. People and, don't and understand then, the and then allow us to 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 evolve and self correct and this and that. That's from a comedic perspective. But yeah. what you said goes all the way back to, to media and, and reading articles and reading things in their entirety because and I don't mean to bring this back to Joe Rogan, but I'm a because Bill and Bill and Joe talked about this on the show, which got people which made people say, Oh, we're gonna ban Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a homophobe. Bill Burr's a homophobe. That's not, if you actually listen to the entire context of their conversation, homophobia mm -hmm. in the classic sense of the word is fear. Or, or no, sorry, the, 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 the inherent belief that someone is superior or inferior generated on the sure. fear of, 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 trans, of, of transgender people. I think sure. I think that was too long a sentence. Yeah. But if you listen, if you go back and listen to the whole conversation, and Joe, by the way, is an M he's an MMA um, commentator too. So he's mm. he's seeing all this shit firsthand. Not just UFC, he watches everything. He's into that shit. And as is Bill Burr. So the point I was trying to make, Joe said, listen, from a science perspective, from what I've been reading, you get a guy, Fallon Fox, this is the, the, the MMA artist they were talking about. Fallon mm. Fox is 29 and one right now in the women uh, fighting. He had a sex operation and within less than a year of the sex operation was fighting in the women's 135 pound division. And mm -hmm. you could see, you know, x-rays of skull fractures, just broken face. He's just fucking starching chicks, okay? Mm -hmm. And Joe didn't say you shouldn't be in the division. Joe didn't say that men shouldn't fight, whatever. Joe said, we, Let's have a conversation. Let's guys. Let's just have an honest. Let's just get the science and have an honest conversation. One hundred percent. But this. Joe doesn't invite like trans right. From what I've seen, I'm willing to be wrong because I, I, I'm not a weekly listener or yeah. I don't even know how often he does it. But uh, it's like um, when like for example, I saw a panel that he like one episode he did. The people on it like there was no trans rights activist on there. There was no biological you know like sports scientists. Right. So that's where my issue is like, it's cool to have the conversation, but if you're not going to invite the people you're talking about to the table for the conversation, mm -hmm. 
that's kind of bullshit, you know? So, he, um, I mean, not to get into I'm, a I'm thing defending on, him on again, sports, but, but yeah, yeah, you give him about two, about two episodes. He has, he, he does have, have that person on. You okay. know why? Yeah, yeah. Because people like us are saying, you know, you talk, Joe, you're talking all that shit. Why don't you have someone on the show? And you know what? Someone posts that. But don't just that. get your trans friend. Like, get like, like someone from like uh, the HRC, for example, yep. or like a, like a trans rights advocacy group. Get a sports fucking scientist. Get some, get a doctor he's who knows really, about really, like, because like. He's like, really, really good me, with that right now, dude. He's good, really, like, really good Because like you and me, we're that. idiots. Like we don't mm-hmm. know anything about like estrogen and, and hormone levels too much, right? No. Like we don't know. So it's like, you know, for me personally, I think, oh, maybe we're going to enter an age where we stop uh, separating sports by gender. And maybe it's based off the certain biometrics. So maybe there's like, you know, like, look, if you have a, a certain whatever over or under a certain number, cool, you're you're with these people and over under the other way you're with that. I don't know what the answer is because I'm fucking stupid when it comes to science and sports medicine. But like we should just let the only people who should have that conversation are sports medicine experts, trans advocacy groups and, you know, like doctors like that's those are the people who should determine it. And those um, people not, should, but those not, people should be having the conversations with us and not with it, not with but, themselves. But who's, but who's us? Is us just the people who, who don't understand? And here's the other. Yeah, here's that's the other what you that, want. You want someone who understands having a conversation with someone who doesn't, instead of a whole bunch of people circle jerking on why they're right. Right, right. But you don't put the expert next to a non-expert and then treat them like their opinions are equal. No, go back to my no, dad. The non-expert thing, is going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. Right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, here's another. I mean, and also, and I'll say this is like, I just find, oh, I don't know how we got here. We can get back to comedy after I say this, but it's like, no, I find good. the arguments against trans women athletes disingenuous. It's not that I'm going to say you're automatically wrong. It's like I think you don't like, not you, but. I think the people who focus on this just don't like trans women. I think they just think chicks with dicks freak them out. I think they maybe secretly want one in their mouth. Like, I just think they're uncomfortable with it. Why? They fucking never bring up trans men. I don't know if you know about this kid, Mac Beggs. He's not, uh, he's not a kid anymore. He's a full-on college student, probably maybe even out of college. Mac Beggs was, and you might remember this story from a while back, um, was the Texas State wrestling champion for women. Right. He is a transgender woman. He used to identify, you know, he was assigned female at birth. He wrestled with the women, presenting as a woman for a couple of years, started taking testosterone, beat the shit, went undefeated, whole season, win states, yeah. and everyone's mad. Because, here's, this is why I love this, this scenario, is that like... Uh, because the TRT it, levels are too high, right? Because testosterone well, yeah, replacement yeah, yeah, therapy right. is too high. Right, right. He is he is a man. He looks like a guy. He's got muscles looking like I mean, he's just he's just he has a pussy. But like, that's a that's a boy right there. Full on. And and what I loved about the whole scenario was it made uh, bigoted people really conflicted. They're like, do we affirm his gender identity and let him wrestle with the boys, which is what Mac wanted to do. Mac wanted to wrestle the boys. So they're like, well, we don't want to affirm a trans person's gender identity. But if we force it, if we keep being bigots, none of our daughters stand a chance. <laughs> and then what the fuck? The state banned uh, trans women from wrestling with girls, but they didn't ban the trans men. And that's why I'm just like, I think this is all just hatred. I don't think this is like a sincere worry about you know fairness in sports. This is you don't like trans, you don't like trans people. That's just true. just there fucking say, say you think, yeah, yeah, that that's what it is. Because if you're not coming for both of it. 
you know, I don't think it's a genuine concern. And no, I don't think you're but, full but of shit. If, this is, it's just like no, but to me, if the science is... But if the science says your hormonal transformation is supposed to have its completion within a year and a half, right? And then you're competing in a, in a division with under a year where, where that transformation is not complete and you're starching bitches. I'm not saying Fallon Fox should be banned. In fact, there's a reason why Fallon Fox is 21 and nine, uh, 29 and 1, okay? When you hear the 1, what, come on, what are we thinking about? What badass chick decided, you know what? I don't care if this, this guy used to have, this woman used to have a dick. Leslie, her name is Leslie Smith, by the way. She's in the yeah. UFC. But that, so incidentally, that was the one person that beat her. And, and, but to me, that's where the, the meeting should happen in the middle. Let me under, there are people that want, like you said, that, that are just, that come in with their mind already made up. And regardless of the science that you produce, they still, they yeah. still, they're still set in their ways, you know? Um, and then there's people that are like, if the science says this and you and you and you believe in the science, but you're going to do something else, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Sure, totally. You know, because, like you, you, you know, gotta consistency got to work both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to show your sincerity. It's like the, you know, like, you know, GOP right now claiming like elections rigged. It's like for literally the last four years, <laughs> Democrats have been saying we need to shore up our election. Yeah. Back in May. That's about the, one dude. No, no, no. But just this, this further shows it because the people were latching on. It's like back in May, back in May, the Democrats passed the Heroes Act, which had in it money to secure our elections, money to update machines, money to fund the post office so we can have which they bipartisan mail -in, mail -in approved. Right, right. That was right, a bipartisan right. movement too. Yeah, it only in the House, and then but then you know McConnell sits on. He's like, we don't want to pass that. Fucking and then when turtle. he keeps talking about stuff, he doesn't want to talk election um, security. And then we don't have a we have a shakier looking election. Mm -hmm. But don't come at me now and say you're concerned about election security. No. You had four years to say you gave a shit about this. You didn't. Now you only care about it because your guy lost. And, you know, like it's OK for you to want to for gamesmanship. It's OK to say we want to figure out every way to win. But don't come at me like you sincerely care about elections being rigged because you ignored the topic for four years, even when other people brought it up. So this, I just but this is why like I, I said, say, this is why I say it's about one guy. I know there's a lot of people that, 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 that are that are accomplices to this to this ridiculous crime. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just grabbing new headphones. Uh, no, but listen, I know there's a lot of accomplice, accomplices to this ridiculous crime to, against humanity. But the one person. Even before he got into politics, the apprentice didn't fucking win an award. What did he say? He said it was rigged. He said it was rigged. When he didn't win an Emmy for The Apprentice, when he said he didn't win an Emmy for The Apprentice, he said it was rigged. In right, 2016, right. Which, not for nothing, he's right there. It is rigged. <laughs> no, but in 2016, he said, it isn't rigged if I win. Exactly. This is when he ran against Hillary. So yeah. May, he already knew he was in deep shit. All right? Mm. He already knew, even though... Uh, vote blue no matter who was a dangerous game to play like like um i, I already t I, I always tell my friends this and you might laugh you might not i said joe joe um joe biden is going coming into november on a dementia drumstick the question is is that guy still better than trump <laughs> if the answer is yes you vote for him and if the answer is no you vote for the other guy so so to me i kept that pretty straight and simple mitch yeah. mcconnell Pick, dude, pick another example, okay? He, that man is the human stain on the underwear of life, all right? That is yeah. just, that's just, that's it, it, just, that's, mean, yeah, that's just, a guy that Kentucky brought... elects that, that runs the whole damn country. One sure. state elects and he, con and he controls the narrative.
Yeah, I just I just brought up that one as, as another example of like the, the insincerity people come with, uh, you know, at the trans people, you know, we can do this about like yeah. uh, religious liberties because they'll say, well, this is my sincerely held religious belief, but I do ignore all these aspects of my religion. Yeah. I, I only get sincere about my religion when I'm allowed to like shit on queer people. There so like, that's the thing. It's like, if you don't eat meat on Friday, if you actually don't have premarital sex, if you do all that stuff in the religion that that book says, oh, you know what? Then you if you can find a thing that you interpret as anti-queer, at least you're consistent. But if the only time you say sincerely held religious beliefs is that is so you can discriminate against gay people, then like maybe you're just a shitty person. But yes. that's, you know, I don't even and, know how we got and, down this rabbit hole. Well, because that's what this podcast, this is called the option, my man. The option. We always got the, what is that? It's like a run play option, but there's like five players to the side we can always lateral to. There's a lot glad, of options. Glad you like asked. It. <laughs> uh, it, it was called the option because volleyball, um, option and volleyball talk uh, yeah. means um, hit on two. So like, oh. if, like if you were, if you were me and playing doubles, I usually pass to you and you set it up, you set up and I usually look at the court and I, you know, I spike the ball, I put it where I want to go. And maybe you call my shot for me, but, if I, you? If, but if I give it to you, I'm six one, but my wingspan yeah, you don't is, want me spiking. You spike. my wingspan is six, eight though. My wingspan is six, eight. My wingspan is 80 inches. So I'm, I'm, I'll set you up. I'll yeah. set you up. So I'm def I'm definitely a good guy to party with. So yeah. So option basically is the, is means hit on two, but. After episode 10, I'm like, you know, the options, whatever the fuck you want it to be. Your show, baby. What was your first gig of uh, stand-up comedy? Uh, like paid gig? Yeah, man. Uh, first paid show I did, uh, I'm an idiot for doing because I didn't understand how things work. I think I've been doing comedy like 10 months. It was my ju uh, maybe a little longer than that, whatever. And uh, it was my senior year of college. I did a um, showcase for something called Laugh Time TV or something like, I think it was called Laugh Time. And uh, they paid me $25 to do a seven minute set. Okay. Uh, I'm 20 years old or 21. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm going places. Watch this. I got, com oh, it's Comedy Time TV. That's what it was. <clears throat> I do the, the set and I bombed my face off. I mean, I am telling you, when I say I was, it was seven minutes of silence. I mean, I mean it was seven minutes of silence. God damn, that's isn't that uncomfortable <laughs> after the third minute? <laughs> so so uncomfortable. You're just like I'm throwing everything that I think is good at you, but not for nothing. I wasn't very good back then, so maybe that was the the right responses. Anyways, I forget about this tragedy for a while. I go whatever. I got twenty five bucks. I did a show. Whatever. No one's gonna see it. Um, it came out on their YouTube channel, like what a while later. And then uh, I'm seeing like, oh, I watched the video. They inserted laugh track into my set. Fuck out of here. I'm like, oh. nobody laughed at that part. Oh. <laughs> that part didn't kill. And you can also tell because like some of the laughs were like, they sound, they, they were the same laugh at different parts of the video, mm -hmm. right? Like you can tell they hit the same laugh option number two button a few times. Um, here's one that sounds like chuckles, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is embarrassing. I forget about it again. And then like a year later, I get my first like um, smart TV, like a TV that had YouTube on it. And a friend of mine's comedy time set was really good. So I went to go watch it on my TV. And I was like, oh, let me go. Oh, that's what was on demand. So I go to on demand. I'm like, oh, comedy time. I go in there and it's my set is there. 
And there, so I got to watch myself bomb on a 36 inch HD TV. And it's just really bad. Don't do that to yourself. Um, it's, it was almost as bad when I got to fight over a hyphen. Hey, that's a callback. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like you, you, you tell your friend, turn it off. It's like, no, nah, but this is the best part. Turn it off. <laughs> Billy, Billy, we want to watch you on the TV thing. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm just going to break your TV. Um, can we just do that? <laughs> My first comedy bit, I've, I've only done it twice. And both times, okay. John Dewey High School had a class, an experimental class called stand-up comedy. And your midterm and your final was to perform um, at the improv your mid for your midterm and at this pub called the Oliver. I don't, I don't even know if it exists anymore. It's in Manhattan for your final. So the cool thing is like you're up there with 16s and 17 year olds and you know, like the audience, sometimes they're being nice because they're not trying to boo. They're not trying to heckle kids. But right away, because of, I don't know, because I'm good like that, I recognize who's laughing because they're being polite and who's laughing because they think it's funny. And my midterm, I got an A at the improv and my final, I got a B because I think, and you'll appreciate this, um, to say it like an old school actress, instead of asking for the sugar, I was asking for the laugh. Yeah. If you get what, if you get my meaning. There was an, uh, I think Lauren Bacall or some actress said that she did a hundred performances and like her first five performances, the way she asked for the sugar, everyone was laughing. She's like, oh, I think I should just play on that and play on that. The next 90 performances, no one laughed. And then the last five performances, people started laughing again. And they're like, what did you do? She said, I asked for the sugar and not the laugh. And that's, and that's weird. Cause you've done acting in two. Is that, in your opinion, is I, that, is that what, is acting. that, is that, but is that, a comparison or contrast to how you would be an actor as well as a comedian? Because my wheelhouse more was acting than stand-up comedy. I'm going to just sure. be up front. You know? the, the one time I've like legitimately acted was I got asked to play a cat caller in a friend's sketch. Uh, was that V-Card? So, huh? Was that V-Card? Oh, no, that was a documentary. And okay. I got cut out of most of it because I was <laughs> not very good. Uh, no, I, I, I don't actually, I don't act. I mean, like I'll act if someone asks me to, okay. I'll make the occasional reel on Instagram. Yeah. No, but uh, how, but, but what yeah. I just said, how much is that applied to comedy or in comedy? Do you ask for the laugh? You know, I just try to, you know, do I, on top of just doing the jokes is I have to just focus on being present on stage and trying to connect with the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, the closest I can get to, having like a first date with the crowd the best the better it is like you know it, it's not just me going up and doing the jokes i mean look if the crowd is awesome and i can just do the jokes i would prefer to just do that but i do need to be present um and like be aware of what's going on in the room what's the vibe uh is anything about sex making them uncomfortable hmm. should i push against that and ask them why they're uncomfortable should i just skip over and do jokes about dad you know it's just it's this idea of like being present reading the room um because if i get too like buried into my set list then i'm now disconnected and these jokes that are good might not be hitting because i'm not connecting with them um i might be missing opportunities to riff with the audience um, so I just try to stay connected with them. That's, that's usually what I try to do. Although I haven't done stand up since, you know, the second week of March. So maybe I, I don't even know. I don't even remember who knows. Yeah, we're, and we're <laughs> definitely going to get into how COVID's fucked with people's sex lives as well as, uh, you know, stand up comedians. My boy's a DJ, DJ Stoon. Um, he's a resident at Lavo in New York and he, you know, he, he's not working. He has to go to England and Brazil or whatever, you know, to get, to get his, 
his DJ groove on. So I noticed so many, you know, the lesbian bars thing you were telling me about just being supportive of each other make sure they stay in business. So man, isn't that crazy by the way, there's only like, I mean, there's more than 15 because like people are coming out of the woodworks to tell them, but there's probably only like 15 to 20 ish lesbian bars in the entire country. Is that many? How many in New York? Um, I bet you like, Three of them like, are in New York. Well, there's three. There's 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 one in Brooklyn called Ginger's. Ginger's. And there's then there's Cubbyhole and Henrietta Hudson uh, on the west side. Yeah. But like just nationwide, there's like so few lesbian bars. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That yeah, mind. dude. I mean, come on. We're definitely gonna explore some of that. Um, but I wanted to finish with one thing on comedy. That I I listened to a, a, a couple of your bits, and I've listened to you do the same bit in different different environments. And you, that's why, that's why I asked the question because yeah. you made it work. You were fucking funny <laughs> both, both times. In fact, in fact, I don't know. I think for my audience, I have, I have this thing queued up. Let's just listen oh, to this bit. Jeez. I'm going to embarrass you and shit. You're going to, you're going to let me know which video I got to take down. <laughs> zero points. So you can have as much of it as you want. And the problem with that is that I hate Diet Coke. And I think it's terrible. I'm literally accepting a tumor just to slim down a few pounds. That's what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> drinking it every day. Got this like weird point in my body image where I've just accepted, I've just been like, you know what? I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Probably gonna get cancer. But like, I'm gonna look good with cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you take moments. And this is- Of all the jokes. (laughs) No, but that's what I'm saying. That's not even your, that's not, that doesn't even come close to the vicinity Mm. of your best material. That's why, that's why I did it to fuck with you because I knew if I could take you at a moment that you wasn't think your best, you know, um, and that's funny, then we're good. We're good to go. (laughs) So um, I like, and it's very similar to theater performance, maybe not film, that you do, take the time to let the audience laugh and you do let the time to let it simmer in. And, and, and I, as, as and I guess my question is, is that what you were talking about as far as like working an audience, like uh, allowing these, these moments to happen organically where you, you know, I mean, I don't know about uncomfortable silence where you just, you just, where the crowd determines your flow instead of your flow um, determining the other. I don't know. What the hell am I even asking? What the fuck did I even ask you right now? Okay. Um, do you, do you get what I'm talking about? How much does the audience, um, do, is, is the audience in charge of your flow? Uh, no, but they can inform it a bit. You know, okay. the, the people take a lot of different, um, you know, have a lot of different strategies about, you know, how they tackle their standup. Uh, and like I said, I just try to be connected uh, as best as I can. Because, but that's just what works for me. If I was a different style of comics, uh, you know, if I was like hilarious as an, a loud, angry guy, then I might go into it belligerent. But like, I personally have found that like, I don't do well when I go angry at the audience or when I'm like pleading with them. I mean, so I just try to stay connected. Cool. Listen, yeah. Man Whore Podcast, I'd like you to walk me through. Um, I know how it started. And I, um, and I knew somewhere how it started and, and what it, what it is now. It's a fucking beast. It's, it's talk about, talk about a podcast. I got that like grown, has grown legs of legs of its own. And, and you're just, you're just running with it. Um, why did you start it? Why, what, what's up with sure. the, why, why the fuck did you start the man who podcast? So, um, I had this, I, I started the show back in 2014 when I was 24 years old and I had this, uh, I had this weird problem where uh, women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. 
And I wanted to find out why. Because, like, I wanted a relationship. I wanted lovey-doveyness. I wanted cuddles. I wanted Valentine's Day. I, you know, that's stuff I wanted. But um, anytime I was into someone romantically, she was always the one who would say, let's just keep it cash. And so when it happened for the umpteenth time, I was like, well, let's ask them. So I started doing this podcast uh, where I would talk to women I'd hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. And, uh, you know, I still do that from time to time. Like last week I had on a, a guest who I threw her a gangbang a couple years ago. Uh, but now I have on like yeah. some of the country's leading sex educators, porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, dating experts, uh, sex researchers, um, the, some comedians I've had on. Uh, and I, I kind of run the gamut of it. And, and we have a good, open and honest conversations about gender, sexuality, love. Um, and, 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 yeah, you know, it's uh, again, like with my stand up, I try to always just be connected. I don't show up with like 10 pre written questions on the topic. Um, I just kind of show up and I hit record. I see where it takes us, kind of like this with Les Joe Rogan talk, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, let Les I'm Joe like, Rogan I'm like more disguise. I'm like the disguised Joe, Joe Rogan white knight. <laughs> so, I, um, I listened to a couple of episodes and. You know, I, I read, you know, how it started, but, you know, we got listeners that actually listen to this. Yeah. So I'm not, we're not going to talk about things we know, right? We got to inform them too. Um, you have a, what the hell is the kind of relationship where you have more than one girlfriend? It's poly, poly, polyamorous? Polyamorous is, is one way of saying it. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, yeah. Having, you know, the capacity to have multiple romantic relationships. Yeah. How does that work? And this, I'm only, I'm, I'm asking, not for me, because I'm 50, I've been around the fucking world, okay? But I'm asking for people who don't, who might fail to comprehend this. How does it not become personal? Let, well, let me put it this way. Because um, if you're saying for the people who don't understand it, I would tell them, you don't have to. Um, okay. You know, like, I don't. But what about the people well, that want to understand it? Right, right, right. So there are people who want to understand it uh, to maybe apply their own lives. That's different. But it's just I, I always before I answer your question, I do want to point out it's like just because someone doesn't do their life the same way. Like I'll say I'm polyamorous because uh, it's relevant to the conversation. And then the person will respond. I could never do that. And I would say no one fucking asked you. Um, <laughs> like no one was propositioning you. No one asked, right? Like not right. So, so that's true. There are people who say like, I just don't understand it, and I go like, stop trying. Maybe stop trying to like. I you're you seem like you're trying really hard, and it's upsetting you. Mm -hmm. So stop working so hard. Yeah. Go read an article about the president. I don't know. Um, but for those who are like, they're curious about the type of lifestyle and, and this and the other thing. It's like a big misconception about non-monogamous people, whether you're doing polyamory or swinging, hot wife, or whatever you do. Uh, a lot of people think that those people don't get jealous. And it's not that they don't get jealous as a whole. It's just that like when we're experiencing jealousy, we talk about it. Uh, monogamous people experience jealousy too. How do you handle it? Well, sadly, some of you handle it by like shit talking to your friends about your significant other. Instead, you can go to your significant other and say, hey, I'm feeling jealous about X, Y, or Z. Can we talk about it? I've noticed that jealousy, I believe personally, my personal belief, if I was Cuomo, I'd have the words personal opinion above me right now. Uh, personal opinion is that jealousy is a secondary emotion, 
Like you don't just feel jealous. You feel jealous because you're feeling something else. Are you feeling jealous because you're feeling lonely? Are you feeling insecure about your body, which happens to me? Um, are you feeling jealous because you feel like you're not getting what you want from your partner? Are you feeling jealous because you're projecting because actually you're doing X, Y, or Z on the side? Like, why are you feeling jealous? Um, for me, I don't experience jealousy often, but when I have, it's because I wasn't feeling good about myself. When I feel sexy, when I feel good about me, I'm like, yeah, do your thing. If I'm feeling jealous, it's usually because I'm not feeling great about myself. Hmm. And then that's something I can go and talk with my partner about. Hey, I noticed I was feeling jealous when you went on that date with that person. And I also noticed like I've been feeling kind of crappy about me. And that also seems to be bleeding into our sex life. My libido is kind of down. We haven't been intimate very much. And now I'm seeing you with someone else. Now, the answer is not necessarily don't go see someone else. It's like, now let's talk about these feelings or let's how can we reassure you this? Um, you know, if you feel like you're not getting enough time with your significant other, and you are jealous that they're spending time that you think should be your time with other people. Well, then it's like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the emotions. And then when you're resolving it, maybe you commit to Thursday nights, no matter anything else that we do or don't do, Thursday nights are our night. Not, you know, not even a thing we get. Nobody else gets Thursday night or uh, no one else gets anal, right? I've seen couples with that rule. It's like anal's just for him. That's funny. Uh, yeah, no that's, one else gets yeah, anal. That's, that's husband, husband material right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, so jealousy is not this like scary thing to like, if it happens to freak out. It's just like, like many emotions, like anger. It's let's deconstruct it. Let's discuss it. And monogamous people should be doing this too. Um, cause, cause I promise you even more so. Yeah. Cause that's, rarely. cause that's dangerous. Cause because, because there's a betrayal if there's someone else, as opposed to non-monogamous where some people can compartmentalize sex and, and, and yeah. who you actually love, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean like monogamous people get jealous, even if no one is venturing outside of like, you might get jealous that they hang out with their friends more than they hang out with you. Or you get jealous that he has this woman at work that he seems close to and instead of asking him about this friend or meeting this friend, you have now made a story in your mind about what they're actually doing at work, right? So, so it's just about talking about it in communication. And, and I promise you, like, you know, with Polly, it's like rarely is the fucking other people the actual issue. No. It's almost always something else. Even when it is about fucking someone else, it's usually not that they fuck someone else. It might be, well, we have a rule that we use condoms in the relation. Uh, we use condoms with other people, and you didn't use a condom with that person. And you broke that code. So it was, right, yeah. so you broke the contract. It wasn't that you fucked her. It's that you fucked around a condom, and the contract is this. And, and anyone can do this. I, I really believe that relationships are whatever two or three or four or 12 people want the one relationship to be. Mm -hmm. Make your own rules. Even if you're monogamous, make your own rules. Yeah. If you don't default into monogamy, like that's my biggest thing to, to people who are even curious about beginning their dating lives. It's like, if you choose monogamy, mazel, but like choose it. Don't do it just because that's the thing that's that you think that's the standard. Cause it's no longer the standard. You know what yeah. the standard is? And if Doing it's not who you are, it's only you. a matter of time. Sorry. Yeah. And if it's do not it. who you are, it's only a matter of time before Yuck, y'all listening to this podcast, complete the fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah, if you're non-monogamous, if in your core you're non-monogamous and you keep cheating on people, you know what? You should probably stop entering monogamous relationships. Um, but 
I promise yeah. you, there's also these. You can also be a shithead and a cheater in poly. Like I said, the the condom rule, for example, that's how you cheat. Or if it's like, don't fuck my friends, and then you fuck your your girl's high school bestie. Well, now you broke you broke that the contract, rule. right? Yeah. It, it's all about creating your own rules for your own relationship, mm-hmm. and not just saying, "Well, we're dating now and we're serious, therefore we're monogamous." It could be monogamous. Right. Just it shouldn't automatically be monogamous. It should be a conversation. And it should be a contract. Uh, For the people listening, I struggled a little bit growing up in my teens. um, And I was I was trying to find like a clear cut, like definition, a difference between envy and jealousy. Right. And Chael Sonnen. MMA guy, he's retired, he's a commentator, and he's, he's fucking hilarious. Closet uh, liberal pretending to be a Republican space ranger. Um, said, envy is, con- you know, uh, frustration and contempt for what someone else has that you don't. Jealousy is overprotectiveness on something that you fear that you're going to lose. I literally Googled difference between envy and jealousy, and that seems to be about it. I've mm-hmm. got from Miriam Webster, uh, okay. envy means like longing for someone else's advantages. You, you son stuff, of a bitch. You're doing property. my job for me. Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Ahead. And, jeal- <laughs> and jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or apprehension of rivalship. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, envy is kind of coveting what someone has and jealousy um, is pr- mean like- protecting something you might lose. Yeah, jealousy can also be like a suspicion. Um, they can be interchangeable from what I'm seeing, but that seems to be a bit of a difference. Like envy is I want to fuck. Envy is I want to fuck your wife. Um, jealousy is like you know, I don't have a good. I you know, I don't know if that's gonna be right. Scratch no, that. I know you don't edit, but I I, I man, I ain't editing. I see my spot in the conversation. <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, so I, I understand, like, as long as I understand jealousy, like, in its definition, and it makes the contract easier. It makes yeah. it, it makes everything more, it's not, nothing's implicit. Implicit, impl, implicit, implicity, if that's a fucking word, um, is the enemy of monogamy and non-monogamous relationships. You know, yeah. explicit, ex- feeling, explicit. Feeling bad's not bad either. There's yeah. a lot of people who they're like worried that like if they try to open the relationship up a bit, they're going to like feel bad about the person doing something with someone else. It's like, that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be the end. You know, a, a couple sometimes will hit me up and they'll ask like, we're thinking about opening up the relationship bit. Do you have, we've been together 10 years. We want to try. What can we do? And I'd be like, you know what? Like start real simple and start with like somebody makes out with someone else. Maybe, maybe you go to a makeout party. Maybe someone goes on a date on their own. Maybe you both go to the bar and she goes around and you wait to see if like, you know, she makes out with somebody. And like, if you, if you can handle seeing your partner make out with someone else, you might be able to handle seeing them like, you know, take a dick. But if you see them make out with someone else, you kind of get, oh, that feels bad. That's fine because, like, they just made out with someone else. If your relationship is going to crumble because you both agreed that someone's going to make out with somebody else one time, Mm -hmm. I don't think your relationship was very strong in the first place, to be honest. Like, that's the worst. If the worst case scenario is somebody kisses someone Mm -hmm. and you can't handle it, then you don't do more. Um, You know, sometimes people will just, they want to go straight to a sex party. And I go, like, that's kind of... I don't know, maybe do one or two steps before you get to that to yeah. see if you can handle it, you know? But, of course, ease uh, into that. Yeah. For, yeah, so so for me, I think envy has a lot, is connected to this because 
if you covet what you see every day and sometimes you covet what other people have, you don't have um, knowledge of self. I'll give you an example, and I know I'm flying off the handle, but I'll bring it back, okay, like Kanye West. I'm all over the place, but at the end, I'm going to make complete sense. I never fucking heard somebody, by the way, who was like, oh, I didn't understand what the hell he's talking about. And then when he brought it back full circle, I'm like, okay, wow. Um, but volleyball player, I'm going to name him by name, Ty Trambley. Um, AVP champ 2015 Chicago a true beach dude if you ever saw him like to roll around in the sand a guy lives on the beach true beach bum and, and a great volleyball player had a conversation with him saying like I how do you like I've been with my girl for eight years and he's like Jay how do you do it because for me I don't see myself spending the rest of my life with one woman and I said, that's a very good question because some people think that that's an evolution. Eventually, you're going to be monogamous. This is just a phase, right? And bear with me, I'm getting somewhere with this. This is just a phase and eventually you're going to find that someone and then you're going to, you and her and only you and her are going to live happily ever after the rest of your life. Um, Ty came up to me because Ty, Ty knew me long enough um, when... I was just, I'm single, I'm fucking happy, I'm ex-military, I'm, you know, I traveled every damn country, and um, and I definitely have my share of just whatever, and, and I had zero interest in a monogamy. But then you run into that, I ran into that one person, and I either evolved, or it was something I always wanted, and I was lucky enough to find it. I wouldn't call it evolution, because I think that suggests that, like, being monogamous is better than exactly. being not monogamous. Yeah, it's the wrong word, but right? Like, that's why I wanted you to help me with that. That's okay. I just wanted to point that out. No, I wanted you to fine. help me yeah. with that because I don't I don't sure. think evolution's the right word either. Sure. I mean, look, you're going to you meet someone, they make you feel like I don't need it. I just don't think, and I, I don't think one person really fills all the things for you, for a, another person. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's a lot of pressure to have to be all the things to someone else. But like, if that works, great. Like, if all of a sudden you meet someone, you're like, I don't need to fuck anybody else again. Good. Yeah. Maybe it's like, oh, I, I don't need to fuck anyone all the time again. But hey, maybe we occasionally, whatever it is, so there's levels. You, you the, the, realize the you're levels in love and you yeah. do your thing. Um, yeah. Maybe you realize you're in love and you do it, and then you're like, she fucked this other guy, and I was actually kind of okay with it. So maybe that is, you know, you mm -hmm. do you. Um, I don't think it's evolution. I think you just realized you didn't need to fuck more people and but that's what i told ty i said listen if you never fucking find that one person or or if you're not looking for that one person that's okay too <laughs> you know i mean i'm not gonna i said no but he he's wondering like 10 years from now is he going to be different and this and that and i said look you the answer to that is maybe and maybe not but if you aren't if you're still the same ty trambley if you're still the same guy that everybody knows and loves Dude, there's and that's not a contentment or or I'm settling for this person. No, that's that's your way to achieve your happiness. And who the fuck is anybody else to tell you to change that? You that's know? Right. So that's right. and that's what I told him. I said, listen, I changed because I told I promised myself if I was lucky enough to find someone that I think there's only 19 women in the whole world I'm compatible with. How's that for bro science? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> and I I found this girl, and you know what? I don't really, I don't really I'm over that. I'm 50, dude. I'm, I'm, I mean, and to me, sexual maturity is this. Desire is a real thing. You can't help which what you like. I like, I'm an ass, man. I'm a, I'm a like me some ass. There are, there are boobs out there that are so attractive, even even other women are going to look at it, okay? Even other women are going to be like, God damn, girl. Um, what you choose to do about it, like you said, 
is in accordance with what your 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 rules are with your partner, which should be explicit <laughs> and not implicit. I think that was the point I was trying to make with me personally, but I wanted to share you that story because on a smaller scale, like your your level right now and what you're doing with the Man Horror Podcast, who you socialize with. I mean, when you said you you um got got a former partner into like her first her first gangbang. Like some people I associate with the word gangbang is a scary fucking word. You know, 20 at the same time. Wanna get your rent paid? You know, so so um that's why I wanted you on the podcast. I needed I needed someone to take it to to that whole other level to bring everybody back in the middle. Cause I got some rigid motherfuckers as friends, you know, and then I have friends um that are that are similar to you. No one on your level, but that's why I was glad I'm having you on this podcast. And I don't even know if I have a question. I'm just I'm just talk I'm just talking shit right now. So Sure. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I mean, I love. I love compliments about me doing something half decent. So, that's- yeah. <laughs> but great, great conversation about like when you're talking about this girl getting her first bang gang. I'm, I'm gang bang. I'm like, I got bang gang. To hey, I called that too when you I. You too. <laughs> but I'm like scary thing for some people, but for the people that are actually open minded and actually listen to the whole episode, it's like holy shit. Okay, she prefers a certain yeah. size. There's there's certain things that she ain't down with. You know that that dude they didn't wash himself, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> come on, dirty dicks that done dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I think so, people um, hear gangbang and they think it's like a bunch of dudes taking advantage of a chick. And I go, I don't know when a gangbang is done properly. Yes, I yeah. think personally, whoever the gangbangy is, whatever gender they may be, it's like, that's the person in charge. Yeah, like even when they look, if you know, if we had a camera in the in the corner of the room taping the thing, and you watched it, you might not think that person's in charge. But if it's done correctly, if everything's been set up in a responsible and safe way, it's like that's the most powerful person in the room because that person dictated what the rules were beforehand. They dictated unless they pass that job on to someone else. Uh, they dictated who's there, and they get to say when the shit fucking stops. You know, if you're like, I'm done, it doesn't matter if there's six guys who haven't gotten their dicks touched yet. You get to just say you're done. You don't owe them anything. Exactly. Um, and, and, and so I, I just something that breaks my heart is I get people who say they'll hear things um, on the podcast that I've done with people. They'll hear things that a guest has done. They'll think, oh, that's that's my fantasy. But like, I could never and be like, you can. A lot of these fantasies are attainable. They can be realized. They just they can seem so intimidating that you don't even know where to start to make it a safe, fun, and responsible fantasy. Whether that is a, a, an anonymous threesome, a gangbang, a glory hole like the one I have in my room, you know, whatever your fantasy is, you, you glory can attain hole in your that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I got a glory hole kind of always. That was one of my fan questions, actually. <laughs> yeah. I have like a couple of questions it, my friends email me to, to, yeah. to, to, to just run through, but you just answered the first question. <laughs> one of the, one of the, Do you have a glory hole in New your York house. City, the, the New York City <laughs> Department of Health yes. recommended that we use physical barriers such as a wall <laughs> or curtain to separate the sexual partners uh, when they do things. And that for COVID 19 times is a thing that the government recommended who am i to defy my government it's Uh, pretty dude it's pretty woman (laughs) sex with a wall okay come on that's all right it's it's been pretty fun to have Um, yeah (laughs) here's a question someone says that um they listened to the podcast and talked about how girl was like blindfolded and one girl was like she wanted to be blindfolded because like she walks down the street and someone like looks at her it's like wait did we just fuck or something i found that funny have you ever had sex uh blindfolded 
Oh yeah. yeah. Like good chunk of time. Easy question. Um, Come on. That's a fucking warm up question to you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, like two weeks ago I got a blow job in the car from some chick who I got this woman in my life right now who she's my, uh, my mouth. She enjoys DS dynamics. I like getting my dick sucked. She came to the glory hole once and she just, she wants to be degraded and talked down to a bit. And I still don't know what she looks like because uh, she's been in the glory hole because COVID. And then um, she can't always come out to Brooklyn from where she lives. So sometimes I go, I've gone to her. So like one time I met her and I actually might do it again today. What time is it? Yeah, I should probably, I could use a blowjob today. I might text her. So damn, I, I think I just got cut off right now. I'm out, Jay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, let me just say something. I'm not what really different lives, guy. man. What are you doing I, at three o'clock? I'm going to get my dick sucked. Me, I got volleyball I, practice. Yeah, I got, I think I got so. 17 I think, year olds volleyball practice at three o'clock. Well, <laughs> I'll explain why, but I think after sunset today, which is like five o'clock, I yeah. think I'm going to be down for a BJ. But so for, let me just say, I'm not really dominant. I'm, I lean more submissive, but I'm a pleaser, if anything. So she wants this. 24-hour DS dynamic, mm -hmm. I can give her that, you know, send her some degrading text messages and shit from time to time, um, call her a stupid bimbo, stuff like that. That's what she wants. Mm -hmm. I can do that, but that's not my, like, natural inclination. It's just, this is what she's asked for in order to repeatedly blow me. So, um, yeah. I went out, she found this area of a park near her, so like, I go out there, it's like in the woods, I put my blindfold on, and then eventually she showed up and she took my dick out and she blew me and then left. And then when I took the blindfold off, she was gone. Um, it's like, holy shit, I just had, a, I could have had a V8. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. it's fantastic. I had, um, I had a guest on the show earlier this year, the episode, I forget the title, the number, but the title was uh, Be Careful With The Fuck Saw. And that is with That's a, the title, uh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause we have a mutual friend who has a fuck machine. You hear it in the episode, but for example, like her, we met on an app called field and she messaged me, said, um, I love stranger play and I want to put stuff in a guy's butt. And so we did this scene where, um, I laid out all my sex toys and lubes and gloves and everything on my desk. I had everything labeled. I said, like, which lube can go with which toy? Because you don't want to use, like, a latex-based lube with a latex toy, for example. Um, and, and, and I laid out naked on my bed blindfolded. And then when she arrived, my roommate let her in, pointed at my door. She came down. She came in. She basically molested me for an hour and left. And then when I took the blindfold off after she was gone... And this was something we had planned. She uh, she texted me the name of a nearby bar where we met and had a totally almost normal first date. That's cool, dude. Here's stuff like uh, that. Here's another question: How many times do you have sex in Central Park? That's a stupid question. Once, like, once, okay, only once. Actually, me once, you know. And I'm, but um, like, there's still time to yeah. fix that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, me. I, uh, there are different places. I worked in a cardiology practice, so of course I had some examining room, examin ta examining <clears throat> table action. I haven't um, done examining table yet. Because it doesn't I do look forward to. I mean, doing... look, pro projectively, it doesn't look like a comfortable thing, right? But it it's is. not about comfort; it really it's is. about being able to say you did it. Like yes. I had sex in my like, <laughs> parking lot. Get the fuck out of here, comfort. <laughs> you know, it's like we just do them in fun places. <laughs> 
uh, Mile High Club member? Not yet. Yeah. Still on the list. Actually, I was in the Army, um, and I had an oral uh, Mile High going from Frankfurt to Amsterdam, a uh, connecting flight when I was in the military, and I was, and I was coming back home. Um, oh, here's, a, here's one that's, I guess, kind of important. Um, the dangers of like people on meetup sites and this and that. How, how, I like how, how safety is only a kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> safety endangered. I mean, no, but that's look, that's a real question for people that don't know about this kind of lifestyle. Um, not about assumed risk. Like, is there a lot of nervous energy on someone like that? The app you just had, you just met up with this girl or whatever. Mm. Um, the danger of, of someone you don't know where 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 shit can go wrong shit could go another way i mean shit can go wrong or another way i mean it's not like shit started going wrong on it, during sexual encounters when the internet arrived yeah you know um rape assault murder all these things have been happening to all the genders but particularly one gender more than others for thousands of years uh you know it's not like rape got invented when tinder started yeah. so but a very um, interesting statistic is um what 60 percent of the rapes are happened from someone you actually know <laughs> instead I, of I someone think that you don't know. it might be more know. than that, but, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, we, I think I was being generous fact that checker. But, but yeah, I mean, yes. It's, Science, it's bro. Bad. No, 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 but yeah, 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 no, no, you make the good points. Like, it's, look, I mean, not that he's a great figure, but, like, Louis C.K. did have that joke. He's like, that essentially boils down to, like, it's astonishing that women fuck men ever because the leading cause of death for women is men. So, like, yeah. why, you know, <laughs> um, but in terms of safety, it's like it just depends what you're doing. I think if you're just going to go to – there's two things. There's like the practical thing where I go, well, you're basically – like I don't know, meet in a public place. Like you're pretty sh safe. Share with someone who you're meeting with, I guess. But like um, you should also do what's going to make you feel comfortable because if you do something that is objectively safe but you still don't feel safe um, – yeah you're gonna not have the best time because you might be nervous or worried kind of the whole date and now you just, the, the date's fucked up so if you have to take an extra precaution or two like just for your for your mind just for your sense of self like then do it so um you know i, I don't really get tell people to do a whole bunch of safety stuff if they're meeting up for like a totally normal date um in public if, if you're going to someone's house maybe text someone the address and who it is. There it is. Um, when it comes to like more anonymous sexual encounters, you know, um, something I plan to incorporate with the glory holes, I'll, unless I got a good sense of who I'm talking to, I might like make them verify, say, their age and who they are with like a third party person. Got it. So that way I don't have to know who it is because it's, you know, anonymous. But then I at least know like, okay, this is going to be someone who's of age and God forbid something bad happens. Like there's someone to help make them accountable. Uh, if I used to like, you know, if I show up to a Bukaki in Westchester, I have a, basically I have my friend Katie who like, if I do anything kind of nuts like that, she doesn't really even know what I do. But since college, she's just always been the friend who she'll get a text message with like an address and a name or a picture and a phone number. And it's just basically to say, hey, Katie, if I don't text you in the next day or two, this person totally murdered me. Yeah. Please send help, right? Uh, Shit. But like, I'll, I'll, I'll boil it down to this. It's not as unsafe as you might be fear uh, that you might fear it is. But if you are so fearful that it's unsafe, take some precautions that are reasonable that will at least make you feel safe so you can enjoy it. Because if you if you, if you are safe but you're not enjoying it, then you know what's the fun?
100%. You know, um, like I say this with STD testing too. People just say, oh, are you tested? Do you even know what that means? Because like, are you tested means different things to different people. Instead, ask what you are asking for. And if you don't know what you're asking for, go to a website like the CDC's website, yeah. where there's a great site called scarletteen.com. Scarletteen.com. Yeah, Scarletteen, great resource for like mm -hmm. sexual health, whether you're a teenager or an adult. And just like educate yourself about various STIs, transmission rates, condoms versus no condoms with them. And then at least you can feel better. Like, you know, I, I don't want to terrify people, but your standard SDI panel does not swab your throat for oral chlamydia and oral gonorrhea. That's not standard. You got to ask for that. Yeah. So if you say, did you get tested? And someone says, yes, that might mean just an HIV test. That might mean the standard like five test panel. That might mean the full fucking thing that porn stars get every two weeks. That is like everything. Um, that might include an oral swab that might not. So just instead of asking, did you get tested? Like ask what you're asking. Have you been tested? What have you been tested for and when? And, you know, also the end, you know, inform your, educate yourself enough that you know what the answers to your questions mean. Mm -hmm. Don't ask it just so you can check it. So you can fuck them. Like care about what you're asking about. Educate yourself. I beg yeah. people read shit. I beg you. Don't read just anything. Read like CDC website, scarletteen.com, some sort of sex positive sex education source. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, fuck safely. So be an ethical slut. I actually have two more questions. One person asked, and actually, I was actually going to ask this myself too. Um, during the COVID era, did, did for, for, for um, swing, swing, swing parties, sex clubs, or just multiple, multiple relationships like that? Um, Don't do it. Ah, no, did quarantine become quarantine in, in, in a lot of instances? Oh. I'll give you I'll give you an example. Let me interrupt you for a second. Sure. I went to Carmel, California. For, it was a 10-day thing. A bunch of volleyball players, 30 of us, 30 deep. All of us got um, tested, COVID, right? All of us, we rented the same hotel. We basically took over the hotel. hotel. We ate dinner with each other. We ate uh, breakfast with each other. Uh, we spent the entire day, four courts that are secluded on Carmel by the Sea in California. And for 10 straight days, I was only there for seven we we only socialize with each other and it was like a poor man's nba like the nba showed that you can do this shit and have zero positive tests 354 players zero positive tests of course that was for a price but we, we were like wait a second we can do this without spending all that money if we're smart so my question as far as like the sex clubs and the stuff that you that you're uh, balls deep in the middle of or um did i say balls deep neck deep in the middle of when does does quarantine can quarantine become quarantine there's a lot of stuff during COVID where it's like, in theory, on paper, it works out great, but it just, it doesn't get, it's not executed, which then takes, a, like, you know, they say, um, you know, if we can get 80% of people to wear masks, like, we can really destroy this fucking virus. The problem is 80% of people want to be the 20% that doesn't have to, so it doesn't get done in practice. People say- I can't stand freedom and freedom, motherfuckers, boy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, personal liberty, possibly a failed experiment. So, you know, we see stuff like, oh, these comedy shows that go, what? There's like masks, right? But then you see all the pictures don't have masks, so it's moot. Um, yeah, in theory, could you set up a little orgy, like, pod? Definitely. But it's like, how many people do you truly know that are in a, in a privileged position to do that? They don't have to go into work. They're not a frontline worker. They don't have to go, you know, work checkout at Trader Joe's just to be able to keep the lights on because the government hasn't paid people to be able to stay home, right? Or these people who um, have, you know, transportation that's easy. 
um, or they can afford to do a long stay at like a hotel with their orgy pod. Like, do, do you really know that many people who have the ability to do the thing and then also that you trust to only to, to do that yeah. with y'all? Yeah. So if you can find that, I mean, like, hey, God bless you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like it's very difficult to actually execute. There's usually a uh, that's why I'm kind of shocked um, at, say, the NBA, because it's like there have. I don't know. Was there zero or were there zero. just very, not, very not minimal one. cases? Not one case. I was very shocked that no one. I, I heard that some team was struggling with like somebody was letting in. Oh, one guy. In. No, but one guy left. Right. And I, then, I don't, and I don't then when he came back, like, when he came back, he's 10 day quarantine, but he didn't test positive. And then it, someone got busted, got um quarantined for 10 days for letting someone in. But right, so but neither of them tested positive. I'm just shocked that multimillionaires yeah. like allegedly didn't have like, you know, hoes coming in. But if they did, you know, God bless them. I just yeah. don't recommend it because I think of it this way. Orgies will be here in a post vaccine world. No one's going to be missing orgy. They will be. I fucking promise they're gonna be here so you don't have to do it you don't have to do it right now Mm -hmm. and the payoff is not greater it's not like it's a hotter orgy because it's covid um if it is then you have your own issues to deal with but so it's like i just don't see the payoff of doing it now versus a year from now personally like i'm not setting up an orgy um i will be having orgies i just not right now i'm gonna wait because I can, because I don't have to have the thing I want right now. I can be an adult who says, sure, I want that, but I'm also going to not have it because it's not safe, not just for me and the people around me, but the public health. And since I give a shit about my fellow citizens, since I like to think I'm mildly patriotic, although I think I regret being so patriotic, uh, I'm going to not do that thing that I want to do. But too many people just have, they want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And that's why I'm still stuck in a basement in November. My man, dissension is the greatest form of patriotism, okay? You are a dissenter, hence you are a patriot. Um, there's a difference, not, between, patri- there's a difference between patriotism and, nas- and nationalism. It's not patriotic people. Yeah, I know. Like, please, you know, I know. Please listen well, to the I'll, I'll do one better. Okay, just because something's your right doesn't always mean it's a good fucking idea. Okay, yes. like my grandmother thought fucking streetlights were aliens. Do you think I want her having a gun? No, because it's her right. No, stupid motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, your rights are no longer your rights when they infringe on the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness of others. Okay, we the people, in order to per- to, to to form a perfect union, you know, establish. Uh, something for the common defense, promote a general welfare, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's right. That's my bro political science, bro. Yeah. No, but that's right. That's right. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's another thing is some people say, oh, well, like we're allowed, our governor says we can do this. So it's fine. It's like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Tell your boss, yeah, tell your boss to fuck up, fuck off because it's your First Amendment right. Okay, see how far that gets you. All right, yeah. come on, get out of here. That's how you. That's how you get fired. The people also have to understand where, where the rights apply, right? Like the First Amendment is only only supposed to prevent you from government persecution. All right, it doesn't prevent yeah. you from other free speech. <laughs> free speech is a double edged sword. So, but the the but again, the whole mass thing. I'm very lucky. I'm in Hermosa Beach because even the dumb people are too far away to actually, you know, uh, create like a bigger spread. Manhattan Beach, you know, they're in the restaurants, they're in the bars packing it in. And when Manhattan Beach gets shut down, they're going to spill over to Hermosa Beach and we're going to get shut down too. So that's what I'm waiting for. But Hermosa Beach is pretty, you know, 
you're not going to find a better social distancing sport than fucking beach volleyball, except for golf or tennis, you know? So, and, and even then the coaches are wearing masks, you know, yeah. it's two on two volleyball. So, um, indoor, uh, that's a whole other challenge, but two yeah. on two volleyball outdoor where the wind's already pushing 30 miles an hour, everything from, from ocean to strand. You're, 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 you're fine. <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, so one more question, last question. And I know that's something listen, you got to get your dick sucked. Okay. And, and, and I got to <laughs> no, go really, to Starbucks I'll, I'll be honest with you. And the two I balls am, I'm eating, I'm eating those two little bagel bites. Those are the two balls am, I'm putting in my mouth for lunch. Okay. Those, ba- those everything bagel bites from Starbucks. <laughs> that's, that's guys i am way more excited to eat this reese's though like because i gotta drive like 40 minutes for this blowjob and be outside but like i part of me is like i kind of just want to sit and eat cookie dough but gotta get that dark chocolate m&ms man also she gotta get those dark chocolate m&ms dude uh, I also we gotta feed. You know, she's been a very good girl. We gotta give her what she wants, and what she wants is to suck my dick. And who am I to oppose? So have a treat. Yeah. So last question, and this is a quick answer because it's a dumb question. Um, someone was looking online. Actually, me and my girl did this last night because we were trying to help answer this question. Me and my girl were looking on websites like the percentage of people that, that watch porn, uh, and then then it became a, then it became a little bit more acute. People that go to church and this and that. How do you find an accurate statistic for people who are actually lying about the sur- on the survey versus people who are just being more candid? Because uh, t- I think you just answered it in the beginning. I, I think basically everybody Look, they, does. They have tried to do studies. Um, mm-hmm. Social social researchers, social scientists, whatever you call them, they've tried to do studies about, like, say, men who don't watch porn. The problem is they can't find nearly enough men who truly haven't watched any porn to have that focus group so they can't even study it because like it's just around even if you like don't watch porn you have watched porn so like you know it's like do you watch porn it's like well what does that question mean like what frequency we're saying have you ever watched porn do you watch a certain amount of times a month or year or week or day but like everyone's seen and watched porn so it's like you can't find enough people who just don't like you, you can find people who don't prefer to watch porn you know, my girlfriend doesn't really watch porn, but she sometimes watches porn. So and when it's, like, it's free, man, you, you know that was a spillover, right? Yeah. I'm, again, also, I'm 50. Hey, Back when I grew up, you had to pay for it. Well, <laughs> you had to pay for now, the VHS and DVD. Mm-hmm. Even now, we still should sometimes hashtag pay for some of our porn. Movie, for example, hotmovies.com. Huh? Hotmovies.com. <laughs> promo, promo code manwhore for 23 minutes. Or maybe you think I'm pretty in my Jets fleece and you want to see what I'm hiding, what doughy situation. Right now, you're the here. only thing that makes the Jets look good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Gosh, I feel so pretty. Fuck Adam Gase, man. Like saying, <laughs> you yeah. can go to my OnlyFans and like you can pay to watch a video of me getting a blowjob at my glory hole. Uh, at onlyfans.com slash call me Billy, for example. It's free to follow. Um, what about so, the men, the men who are podcasts? How do people get, get, get with that? Wherever you like to listen to your audio. Uh, so, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ari Hart, wherever. Technically, I'm on YouTube. It's not like a video like this. It's kind of a static image. Okay. You know, but it's still, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, yeah. Just search Man Whore Podcast wherever you listen to yeah. audio. And like I'm do- there. Dude, I'm doing split screen now because my tech... 
the person that yeah. texts my show that does a video switcher and stuff like that, she's not coming and I don't blame her, right? She, this this room, as big as I like to think it is, it's not as big as, you know, so. So this is the, the only way I could keep the podcast going and, and it's fucking great. The sound's great. Um, and you're you're awesome. You were in, were you finished answering the question though? I thought you, I uh, interrupted you in the middle of that. I thought you, were you finished on that? Oh, well, the About, question was just like, do people watch porn? I don't know. It's the just percentages like, yeah, and how, how, you know, is there, is um, there a way to find an accurate so, percentage? <laughs> I actually had an episode two weeks ago. Yeah. With Dr. Justin Lay Miller. He's a, uh, he's a sex researcher. He works with the Kinsey Institute at times. It's like, you know, you, you listen to people like that. Dr. Justin Lay Miller, uh, you know, Dr. David Lay, folks at the Kinsey Institute, just listen to them and they'll tell you, but I mean, they will all tell you everyone's watched porn. And if you want to learn more about like what are kind of the, the watching habits, they might give you more of an idea. But like, you know, it's all kind of survey based. It's 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 a difficult thing to ascertain because like you're relying on people to open up and share something about themselves. Nice. So, all right. Cool. Yeah. Well, shit. That's all that I. That's all I got, dude. Awesome, <laughs> so listen, man. as we leave, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to Starbucks. He's going somewhere else. Two guesses on which one of us is gonna have a better time. Okay. <laughs> mm. um, hey, for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your iPhone at Starbucks on the lunch line, for all of you on your Droid, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, old school. From my men. Bill, Billy. <laughs> I can't believe I, I can't pronounce your name anymore. Prasida. Billy Prasida. This is episode 67. I am Jason DeBellis, and I say, we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.